Today's episode of the Salmon Trout Steelheader podcast is just a short article from yours truly called Red Worms for Steelhead by Lucas Holmgren. Now, this article is kind of specifically just getting into the details of different colors of worms for steelhead, but I'm going to kind of guide things toward the idea of summer steelhead on plastic worms, especially under a jig head, because I do believe that a vertical presentation in the summer and low clear water is better than bouncing a bobber-dogged worm off the bottom. And uh, I really think that slow, smooth, vertical presentation under a float is the best to go. Red Worms for Steelhead The impact of the pink worm on steelhead fishing has brought impressive steelhead to the bank for scores of anglers. As the popularity of the technique has flourished, so have the options available to anglers. Based on angler recommendations, I started fishing the worm and developed major confidence in it as a float fishing technique on a jig head. The Berkeley bubblegum and the now discontinued Clearwater Pink produced. Summer steelhead and winners both found these baits to be worthy of attacking. And I want to take a quick side note. What I'm talking about is uh, I started steelhead fishing with Marlin the Fever of Addicted Fishing. And I remember one day going out, it was uh, kind of a moderate flow, starting to get a little bit low. And we were fishing jigs. And I maybe got one or two, but Marlin just absolutely hammered the steelhead on the jig and at sometimes he was using a piece of prawn on there and so a couple days later I fished with him again and this time I copied his technique and went with the jig and the prawn but the water had rose substantially and Marlin decided to go with the pink worm and I hadn't really seen how effective these were I was this was quite a few years ago and Marlin was uh, kind of teaching me how to steelhead fish and he promptly outfished me by a multitude of fish by using that worm. So he reacted to the conditions. The water had gotten higher. It was recently on the fall. And I really got a clinic on worm fishing. And after that, I picked up on it and started going for it. So, after a season or two, I found out about the Mad River Nightmare and caught some of my biggest steelhead ever on it while being able to fish it in clear conditions. I was shocked at how effective the Nightmare was. And if you don't know, the Nightmare worm from Mad River is red primarily through it to black on the tail. And then you do a white jig head and that gives it that Nightmare pattern. From there, the Mad River options just kept coming. And Addicted Fishing brought out their own colors utilizing Mad River to produce them. Their options hit some of the most effective colors you can use. I've caught fish on almost all of them. The strange thing about a worm is the big tail hang. Even on a 4 inch worm with a reasonable sized jig head, there is a lot of fish that could short strike. What's odd is that they don't short strike very much at all. A good sized steelhead will sink your float and have that jig head in their mouth. Perhaps it's the way they go in for the bite. Perhaps it's that they engulf the entire worm itself. Either way, they have a very aggressive response to them. Color selections. There are rivers and places that you'll catch lots of fish on some odd colors. Places where wacky, clowny stuff will work. Especially with a lot of color, maybe glacial uh, flow. 
And places where flat blacks, browns, blues, many colors may get a response. But for the majority of steelhead, I believe the answer lies in between pink and red. I use a simple rule with steelhead worms. The lower the visibility of the water, the more bright of pink I go. And if legal, I apply scent liberally. I will always experiment with contrasting jig heads as well. Stuff like chartreuse, blue, peach, but mostly white and black. In clear water, I will move towards red on the color spectrum. Although not always 100% red, sometimes it's that more fleshy pink red. But often I'll go with the more reserved colors for the head and the tail, blacks, purples, and whites. The jig head, no doubt, is a target, so it's good to try a few different colors to see what the steelhead key in on. When in doubt, go with a white jig head. White is one of the best contrasting colors you can ever use, and as a matter of fact, it's very visible in low visibility water, and it is not off-putting in clear water, so it's just a... It's a sure winner, and you'll also see that I fish white all the time for smallmouth and largemouth bass in virtually any condition, and that translates to steelhead as well. If I were to go with one color all the time, it would be something in between pink and red, kind of a fleshy color with a white tail, and I would switch the jig head colors up for contrast. Scent. In regular water, I don't go heavy on scent. I will just put squid oil on my fingertips, or shrimp oil, tuna oil, and others. And I just have a lot of confidence in putting a little bit of oil on my fingers while I'm putting the worm on the hook. You don't need to go crazy. That little bit of scent will go a long ways. Now when it comes to fishing the worms underneath a float, the nice thing about them is that they're pretty forgiving. You don't have to have perfect mends, that little bit of movement and kind of moving around the water column with that tail flapping. It really does a lot, but that's a, you know, that's kind of a subject for a whole nother article. But one thing I'd mention is that a lot of steelhead anglers forget about plastic worms in the summer. And I don't think that is a wise option. I really think if you've already tried your bait, you've already tried your spinners, you know, you've tried something uh, that the steelhead will key on, in on scent-wise, perhaps they're looking for an aggressive, responsive activity bite like a spinner. It is really a good idea to bring the plastic worms on a jig head. There's something about it that will get certain fish to respond, and often big fish. And it doesn't just have to be a pink worm. Now, in some early flows, you know, especially uh, May when there's still quite a bit of flow, I've actually done really well on pink, like a bubblegum pink. But once June and July and especially August hits, the red worms, the nightmare patterns, things like that really tend to pick up most of the fish. And I'm sure he wouldn't like me mentioning this, but one of the best guides I've ever fished with, Keith Johnson, he does fish that black with the chartreuse tail worm for summer steelhead. And hopefully he's not listening to this podcast. If he is, I apologize. 
Uh, but that guy knows what he's doing and using that really subtle with a little bit of a flashy tail to it has accounted for a lot of summer steelhead. So if you're listening, please don't tell Keith. And uh, I'm looking forward to fishing with him this summer. So I'd prefer if you guys wouldn't mess that up for me. Uh, other than that, I just want to say thank you to all the people that have messaged. Uh, Andrew Chanel, it's been awesome to talk to you about a number of different subjects. We got some plans coming up to fish. And he's offered some uh, great advice for future podcasts. So thanks again, Andrew. It's been a lot of fun to talk to you. Um, and maybe we'll have you on the podcast one of these days. So anyway, uh, I'm looking forward to releasing more of these. We got a summer steelhead season coming up in which the numbers are bad, which means you've got to be extra dialed. And I have put in a couple trips on the home river. I just hit one spot for about 15 minutes. I've got four trips in 15 minutes a piece at a really perfect hole at the perfect flow and i have not had a bite yet and uh if i do i'm gonna update you guys because everything looks ideal except the summer steelhead aren't up there yet so if you've had success please let me know what you've been doing send in an email to lucasholmgrenmedia at gmail.com that is l-u-c-a-s H-O-L-M-G-R-E-N media, M-E-D-I-A at gmail.com. Love to hear what you guys are doing. And uh, if you're okay with getting a shout out out on the podcast, um, that's great. Although I know some of you guys like to remain anonymous because you're fishermen and you don't want people to know what you're doing on a podcast that reaches thousands of people. So I understand. I'm the same way. I don't share everything because I've got some certain holes and things that are sworn to secrecy. You know, sometimes that's what you got to do. But all in all, I like sharing the knowledge. And Salmon Trout Steelheader Magazine, if you can subscribe, that's the best way to support this podcast. You guys have a wonderful rest of June and 4th of July. I'll be back shortly.